Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. This uh, fan base in Chicago, I heard Greeny talking about uh, how much more forgiving Chicago fans are than New York fans earlier. Sorry about the dip. I do believe that since Greeny has covered sports on an everyday basis here, this this town has become a lot more demanding. Jaded. Yeah, like I, I feel like when he was covering the Cubs on an everyday basis, and he covered Bulls and uh and Bears more than Cubs, but like I, I feel like the the Cub fan base is completely different than when well, he was tasting some victory. Yeah. 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 Uh, the the Cub fan base changed in 03 yeah. uh, and, and the demands. And, you know, I, I feel both of our baseball teams' um, fan bases are very, very demanding and are, are are very, very quick to rip and very and are very... Each other like, as well. Yeah, but I, I feel like a lot of Sox fans are very hard on their team and Cubs fans are very hard on their team. And yes, we will defend our team as well. And we are very forgiving and we still give the benefit of the doubt as Chicagoans more than some of the other bigger towns like Philly. Well, Philly's not a bigger town, but like they're a harder fan base. Nasty. Nasty. Like Boston, New York, Philly. But this is a smaller town feel, but, but has become more demanding through the years. Boston's been the best town, hasn't it, over the course of the last... I mean, you've got the Patriots, obviously. You've got the Celtics at times, the Sox. Celtics at times. I mean, like, it's amazing. Yeah. They, they were just the in Bruins, the NBA there Finals. Was, you know, the Bruins have had great moments as well. What was it, two years ago? It was Tampa Bay. That was... It was the Bucks yeah, had just the won. The Lightning had won, and the Rays went to the World Series. Yeah. Yep. We're just That's, lowly Chicago. Like, uh, that... All I want is... Again, I don't know if we'll ever have like a Boston calendar where we go from a Bruins Cup to a Patriots Super Bowl to a Red Sox World Series to a Celtics NBA Finals. I don't know if we'll ever do that. But I just want to go to the gate with our teams knowing that we've got a real chance with all five. And let the cards fall where they may. But like, go to the gate. Not saying... You know what? It's fun to go to the ballpark and watch our team play, but with a real chance with all five of our teams and not coming away with a 451 winning percentage. I don't like my list, my rankings. I'm not, I don't feel passionate about that. We're talking about uh, the worst collective year in Chicago sports. Jay Kuda uh, tweeted this out. He's a great follow on Twitter. You should follow him. He specializes in the Sox, but he tweeted this out as in the last 20 years, the worst collective sports winning percentage of the big five teams. And um, and we're 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 voting one through five most confident to contend soonest. Like again, you are going on a leap of faith, like a leap of faith with all with all of them, every one of them. Yeah, there's a certain amount of just you know blind whatever with all of them. I have the Cubs at one. Me too. And that's not because I'm a Cub fan. But I've I, they've done it most recently. Um, they have a, a ball, a big ballpark where a lot of money's coming in. They have a, a big budget. They, have they a big should budget. have a big budget. Jed has been part of winning World Series in the past. There's some young players on the roster that 
if you're a Cubs fan, you hope that they continue to develop and they build around. I'm the not telling you is already starting to point up on the rebuild. Yeah, yes, I'm not telling you that I'm expecting a World Series anytime soon, but you're asking me to sift through, you know, trash right now. Yes, they're number one on my list too. So, so let's see if we agree on number two. Number two, two for me is the Bears. Me too. That is blind. Just just blind following the following concepts. They've never had this kind of, of batch of resources. The number one overall pick, a full complement of other draft picks, the most free agent or the most salary cap space of anybody to spend in free agency. And we've got new, you've got a, a new person in charge of, of player personnel. Don't know if he's going to be good or bad, but going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And there's the a new president resume. with the best resume. And there's oh, a president. That's there's a president up there. Well, yeah, I mean, look. We may find out two years from now Ryan Poles is the best GM in all of football and he just built us something that's going to last forever. Or we may find out the opposite or we may find out it lies in the middle. But right now, I still hold out hope. You've got a lot to work with. You've got a new man in charge. You've got a new president. I wear my confidence level that they're going to find themselves in the upper echelon of the NFL. I can't tell you it's very high, but on this list... George finally has the building, I think, figured out. I fi- uh, he yeah. finally has the hierarchy of Ted's out. He finally has a real football, uh, uh, like not a, quote, football man as president, but a guy as close to it as possible who's got a real track record. They're going to build a new building. They've got a quarterback that that I believe in, at least, inside the building, and they've got the most uh, the, the most resources we've ever seen for a Bears team going forward. And the NFL is a league where you can go last to first pretty quickly, and you live in a conference where the quarterback play may be in a bit of a valley. Yes. So you can you can have traction if you make good decisions. So they come in number two for me. So we're, we're in agreement so far. Three is where I've had the most trouble, and I flipped them from where I originally had. Originally, I had a different team at three, but I decided to land on the Sox. I have the Sox as three as well. Because that team, there is talent. It isn't a murderer's row in their division. And you know how we've seen them. How did they get the the world championship most recently? Their pitchers came out and did unbelievable things. Maybe you've got those guys in Kopech and Dylan Cease. And maybe Giolito turns it around. Maybe, I'm look, I'm concerned about how much money they're willing to spend. I'm concerned about the duplicity in some of the different guys and, and, and the you know how everybody's the same. Got a bunch of, of designated hitters and first basemen. There's not a whole lot of variety there. But I have them at three. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 they still have stuff. They're not perfect, and I think they've got another thing that just happened um, with the domestic violence accusations that make their fan base upset and yeah. and ask questions about if their front office truly knows what's going on. Um, and they don't spend like they should be spending. They don't totally invest. They still leave second base. Open. They don't go as far as they should be going with everything. 
Um, but they still have enough stuff there. They, I thought they were on the right track with the rebuild originally, and I thought Rick Hahn pulled off some brilliant trades Thinking about early you got, on in the rebuild. You got a guy in center field that I think both of us thought was a was an MVP candidate potentially. And he still and, may and get there. Could be. And he said, hopefully like they get him on the right plan to get his body right where he can do those things. You have a star young starting pitcher who finished, what, second in the Cy Young voting in he, the American League? And, and he continues to improve. So, and Aloy hopefully can be a forty home run guy. There are still some Vaughn other good pieces. Continues yeah. to develop. It, it, the cupboard isn't bare, so I put them third. I the reason, and originally I had the Hawks third because they picked the lane. I put the Hawks fourth because they can't even get the broadcast crew right, and it's it's not to diminish who they have there now. But again, it's I've always like it was a clown show on um, with what Rocky did with the town hall meeting. I don't know if the ownership, what who's running it, is it Rocky? Is it is it is is it Danny? I don't know if Jamie Faulkner's the right team president. Um, I'm unproven on the general manager and head coach. I have the most I, faith in Pat Boyle right now. Yeah, I know. I watch the intermission and then I move on. I watch the pregame and that's it. Um, but if you, you don't know what you have with Pat Foley and with Eddie Olchek, then how the hell are you going to build me a hockey team? So I, they didn't, as, as down as I am on the White Sox, I couldn't put the Hawks higher than four. I put the Bulls at four and the Hawks at five. I think at this point, you know, we're just shuffling things around. Um, but like who, like here's, here's to me. The Bulls don't have a first-round pick this year. No, I know. And who do you believe is here on the Bulls? They've already showed you they failed on a rebuild the first time. Bunch of number seven picks, and we're like, screw this. We're going to trade all the guys here. We're not going to develop them. Lowry, and now he's flourishing. Wendell, we got rid of him. So who on this team currently is going to even be here for the next good Bulls team? Patrick Williams. Really? Well, you asked for... I mean, I could give you... You think I'm the next good Bulls team? That's my hope. That's the best answer I have for you. Like, DeMar won't be here. Like, you're open now to Zach Levine getting traded. Vooch won't be here. Well, Patrick Williams is how old? 20? He's most likely if things do turn around. Look, again... This is not even really. A, you could sit here and beat me down with an argument. Why in the world could you no, have the I Bulls there instead of the Hawks? I mean, like, okay, but you, you got me. It's the Hawks four and the Bulls five. You gotcha. got me. My bad. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, like, sriracha call there. Like, what's the difference? Like, you can okay. You got me. You you the they, Hawks should be four. The Bulls should be five. Okay, I'm not gonna argue the, with the you. Bulls, the Bulls have had success for two reasons. In, in 40 years of, of Jerry's ownership. Michael and Scotty? Michael and Phil? You're, you're close. Like, they've had two iterations of success. And it's only been because of Michael and a 1.9% chance of winning the lottery. And Derrick Rose. If Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't buy the team and inherit Michael Jordan, who is already here, and if they don't win the lottery, when Derrick Rose is drafted one, when they had no real chance to win it, they basically have no sustained success ever under Jerry. 
He's never been able to build anything in his ownership of the Chicago Bulls. Say what you want, that Jerry was able to surround him with Horace and Scotty and Tony and and all the other guys. Yes, yes, that does take work. I, I get it. But if Michael ain't here, there's no banner ever. And if Derrick Rose wasn't drafted with a lucky lottery ball, there's no winning ever since Michael, ever. That's the only reason they came out of the rebuild hell was because they got lucky with Derrick Rose. They are fifth on my list. They have never shown me under this ownership group that they know what the hell they're doing. You got me. Boobs at five, not four. You got them at five and not four. You guys have any... What a difference a year makes, huh? I I was drinking that Kool-Aid. I was loving last year. You had them as the number one seed in the East. Now you have them as the fifth, fifth well, most likely yeah. team to yeah. to be a contender. If you want to weigh in, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Will on the South Side, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Will? How's it going, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Long time uh, listener, first time caller. We Welcome, appreciate it. Will. Thank you. So let me uh, let me rank my four. I'm not a big uh, hockey fan. Uh, I, lo- I love my Chicago teams, of course, but let me rank my four. So I'm going with the Bears, strictly off potential number one. I'm gonna go with the two baseball teams, White Sox, Cubs, tied for second. And I'm putting the Bulls, even though I'm not a, a hockey fan, the Bulls go behind the Blackhawks, strictly because the Blackhawks had a good run recently. The Bulls have not had a good run, like you guys were just saying, since Derrick Rose. So let me uh, defend my, my Bears' number one point. I'm going to let you guys have it. The Bears, when I say strictly our potential, because of all the assets that we have, you know, number one pick, all the money, only thing I'm scared of is that the Bears, they tend to stick with the same defense wins championships mindset, especially with the head coach who I'm not high on. I wish that we would have hired Doug Peterson when he was available before he went to Jacksonville this year. And I feel like that would have been a great move to help Justin Fields out instead of, Sticking towards the defensive side of the ball. And I appreciate the call, guys. Yeah. Thanks for making it, Will. Don't be a stranger. Look, it's all blind faith. All of this. This is all blind faith. Because there's no team that is poised to to jump into the catbird seat. Just not. So, look, I'm willing to give... I'm more with with the Bears. I'm I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. They finally have done some things that make sense. And that's been my battle cry for, for a while now. What they've done, I looked at it, and I'm like, none of this makes sense to me. You hired a quality president. You've got a chance because you have all these assets, money, draft picks. Now we'll find out whether or not Ryan Poles is good at his job and Matt Eberflus and his staff are good at their jobs. And we'll see if they can build a winning product and if the young quarterback can continue to develop and be probably the most popular person in, in the city of Chicago. Marco in North Riverside, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Marco? Hey, guys. I do agree with you, but I do think that the Bulls and the NBA have a better chance of being better because the NBA is just now getting into a league of parity. Throughout the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, the early aughts and the Golden State Warriors, it's always the same teams that are putting up multiple championships. And now we're starting to see teams be able to have more money, do more, and, and get good quicker. And I think that gives the Bulls an opportunity to move some things around and build a team faster than having to depend on the number one draft pick overall or getting the best player 
to ever play the game. You think there is, like, I still think, like, there's not as much parity in the NBA, though, as there is in the NFL or Major League Baseball. Um, or well, hockey. I mean, the NFL, three of the same four teams are back in their conference championships. Um, the NBA, you're starting to see teams that win that don't normally win, and then they're not winning again, right? You, the Toronto didn't go back. Uh, are the Bucks going to go back, and are they going to win again? You know, so I think that the, the the beginning of seeing more markets and more teams put together championships. Yeah, it, uh, it depends on where the stars are, though. Like, I think the Bucks were eliminated last year, but they were still weren't they still the number one seed? Waddle, yes. they, they did get eliminated. They were still the number one seed. Um, they still have Giannis. They're still in contention. I don't think that, that there's more parity in the NBA now. And Toronto didn't repeat or weren't back in it because they lost Kawhi. Right. I would say there's only parity in the NBA if you have the ability to make a big trade, right. and the Bulls don't have that ability now or even in the near future. They've never made it. Really? I mean, when have they when have they swung the big deal? I mean, listen, great players have an in, important impact on all of these sports, but no 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 bigger impact than in the NBA, right? Yes, Where one, one, guy, one guy one guy who's great can have the largest impact of of any player in any sport. Uh, Chase on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Chase? Silvy, what's up, man? You tell me. Not, not Mr. Waddle, what's happening, bro? Oh, it's all good, Chase. It's always all good. Oh, man. Well, I don't get um, too high and too low. Like, you got to stay level. I'm down. I'm down. Why? Um, why? why? Are you talking to us? You should be happy. No, this this conversation is depressing. It really is. It is what it I'm is. Here. We got I'm it. sad here this. I I I'll tell you this much, I, I'm gonna say the least team I have the most the least faith in is the Bulls. The team that I have the best faith in is the Cubs. Um, I will I would say this much right now, Sylvie. Think about this. I compare Eversley and AK to Poles and what they doing. Eversley and AK could have did the same approach that Rand Poles did. Decide we're gonna tear this down and rebuild it. Instead, he decided to trade two number ones for Booch and to build the team just to be mediocre. When he could have just kept Larry Markin and Wendell Carter and built this team up and just added pieces, instead he tried, decided to trade a piece of the way. Now this team went five years to rebuild, be right back to where they are, and now they worse than were before Garden Pack. Right. Garden, at least Garden Pack built a team that went deep into the Eastern Conference playoffs. I mean, what has I mean outside bringing in uh, DeRozan? What have these guys done? Nothing. Right. I mean, I have least faith in them. I'm just saying he it's, didn't collect any Bulls, assets. He he got rid of them as quickly as he took over. And, and, and now Eastern you're chasing. Has gotten better. And the Eastern Conference has gotten better. Um, but yeah, I would say the Bulls. I have the least faith in, and I'll include the White Sox as five A also because. They don't have a clue what they're doing up there either. So, and they owned by the same uh, owner too as well. So, yeah. I will put the Cubs. I mean, I'm sorry. I'll put the Bulls and the White Sox as five A and five B. Sounds good, Chase. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Chase. Nick and Skokie. Nick, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Nick? How are you guys? Everybody good? Everyone's great. Yeah, so far, so good. <laughs> so I. I I love this topic, and um, I think I've told you guys before when I've called in, I'm not a Chicago sports fan, so I love looking at this from the outside in. Um, my question, I guess, to you guys and to people listening is, what are we basing success on? Is this a championship? 
thing? Is it a record thing? Is it a sustained making the playoff thing? Because I feel like for each individual sport, and I'm sure, Tommy, you can speak to this, like certain sports are way more of a grind than other sports are. So, like, to go back-to-back, let's say, championship in baseball, that's almost unheard of. It's it's same with football. But you can do that in basketball if you keep the same squad together. So when you're ranking this out, what are we measuring success by? Well, I would start with the likelihood that the team would would compete for a championship. Yes, contention is what I'm saying. Not just like, Nick, not just one of those... 12 and 4, like I call it the pop-up store, and then like they they're, they leave three days later. I don't want a, a 12 and 4 2018 season and boom, you're not built for success. I'm talking about a team that, look, it ebbs and flows. One year may not be as good, but a window that opens and like for a few years, you're, uh-huh. you have a chance to win every year. Do you get one? I'm not sure. The Cubs were like but, that for yeah, a stretch of yeah, time. Yeah, but you're built to win so- a championship. Agreed. So then, where? So then, let's take a team like the Philadelphia Eagles. Is this part of their sustained success? Well, yes. Nick, if you can win, or well, let's just say compete or or play in two Super Bowl games in five or six years, I would say, regardless of how you've gone about doing things, because this team was is completely different than the one they won the Super Bowl with. I would say, yeah, your organization is successful. The the new window for the Eagles opened last year where they lost in the first round of the postseason, and now this is the second year of the window where they've made it to the conference championship. Yes. I think the reason I ask the question like this is because specifically in this city where a lot of times for specific teams like the Bears or the Bulls, they're so starved for a championship or that championship that I think the expectations are sometimes Kool-Aid-driven, is what I like to say. And the moment something good happens, like, all right, well, we got to take it to the top. For the Bears, for example, for them to, let's say, win three games, that was, I think it was this year, if they were to double that win total or win seven or eight games, I think that's a huge amount of success, especially in the sport of football, even though football is one of those quick turnaround sports. But I don't know. I just, for me, you have to measure success based on the sport and based on what you have. But, but Nick, this, this list, hey, thanks for calling. This list was yeah. put together with regard to where's your confidence, confidence level with each team's ability to be a true contender. Yes. That's yeah. what, how and we put the it, list it, together. And it's all blind faith, like we said. Yeah. Like, this is all, we're running on blind faith here. Three like, years we ago. We don't know anything about Ryan Poles really yet. Well, the Cubs are at the top of both of our lists. But the Cubs, you know, three years ago, you would have... You'd have been giddy about it. I know they only won one. Okay, fine. They only won one. They were in the NLCS three or four years, weren't they? Right. And three years ago, you would have thought that like the White Sox were set up to win a championship, and they were starting a Cubs-like run with their window being open, have right? Won, have they won one playoff game? Two. Two? They won, didn't they win one against Oakland and one against the Astros? Yes. Yes, you're right. They won That's game right. one against right. Oakland the first year and then game three the second year. They've won two playoff games, no series wins. Listen, and this it, is, it, 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 we're not trying to, uh, to make you drive your car off the road. Look, collectively, our five teams, the, the, the collective winning percentage of all five of them was 451. Right. 45% of the games that all five of these teams played were wins. What, what's the White Sox stat? That they have not won a series, a baseball playoff series, except in 05? Is that correct? 
a postseason series. Believe yeah, that's right because so. they yeah. what they went in 08. They didn't win in 08. That I, I I believe that's true. In '83 they didn't win. In '93 they didn't win against Toronto. '94 was the strike. I I believe the only year the White Sox have ever won a postseason series was in the year they won a World Series, which is crazy to think of. So, like, it, it, it's... Hey, let's change our perspective, everybody out there, teams. Yeah. The Bears are trying, okay? Well, we'll find out whether or not they can do it successfully. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to hit the topic and like it, it go, we'll advance this too with the eighty five Super Bowl. And I know it happened in eighty six, January twenty sixth, nineteen eighty six. Today's a thirty seven year anniversary. Is it more of a celebration or is it turning into a mockery that we celebrate it thirty seven years later? We'll get into that. Waddle's world is coming up. Uh, we've got a holiday party tonight that we want to talk about. Who's the most likely on our staff to get out of hand tonight? Uh, a lot of fun to be had. It's Waddle and Sylvie. It's that time again when we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him, and he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside. Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salt. Thank you, John. Waddle's World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. Find it hard to find a food that is more addictive to me in small periods of time than cheese popcorn. French fries. In the same, yes, team photo, yeah. for sure. But you put a giant bag of cheese popcorn in front of me, like yeah. was in here earlier, and I'll go to town. Do you like the Chicago combo of cheese popcorn and uh, caramel corn? Uh, I'm not a big caramel you, you corn like guy. Mix it, the uh, sweet, I mean, I'll uh, eat it, but no. No, you'd not rather mine. have just the cheese. Yes. You, you think the cheese gets under your fingernails, though? Uh, there's no doubt. Yeah. yeah, it gets all over my shirt. Yeah. gets in my teeth. But Doesn't you, mean you're it's right. Not it's tasty. fantastic. Oh, it's great. You know what else is fantastic? The White Sox have just announced they picked up the multi-year option for Jason Benetti, who's entering his eighth season as a member of the Sox broadcast team. They've also announced a multi-year extension with Steve Stone, who's entering his 16th season in the White Sox broadcast booth. They're a great booth. It's, it's fantastic to hear. I was just asking you, Tyler, the other day about uh, when do we start to get worried? Like, uh, there had been no news about this. Yeah. I love Benetti. Um, obviously, we have a great play-by-play guy with Len Casper on our station, but uh, Jason Benetti, to, uh, you know, has been so good in filling Hawks' shoes, and he's such a good national voice too. Now with Fox, by the way, yeah. we're very, very lucky with the young broadcasters here that we have in town. Boog on my Cubs. Um, we've got we've Adam got better Amin. broadcasters than we do teams. Yes, we do. I'd put our play-by-play guys up against many teams around the country. Yes, I'm with you. Cosign. Too bad we don't have Pat Foley and Eddie Olchek anymore. Not anymore. Hey, uh, here's a good story. And I think that uh, it's a good story because it represents all four of us. Chuck's in for uh, Mellor today. 
Right, Chuck. Charlie. Chuck doesn't mind right. calling him Chuck. No, Am I the no, only no. person on the planet that calls you Chuck? No, like my cousins call me yeah. Chuck. It's Yeah, it's pretty common. Yeah. Uh, so here's the story. Behind the glass is, 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 is one, uh, which, what would you say, a demographic. And over on this side of the glass is a different demographic. Single men stink more than married men. And women can smell it, says a study. If you had trouble dating, it might be because single men stink, literally. And women have the ability to sniff out married men among the bachelors, according to a study published in the Frontiers in Psychology Medical Journal. Researchers at Australia's university proved that single men smell more strongly than men who are married. Now, now is this, is this B.O. or is this maybe like a more pungent cologne on a single man? Pheromones, since we admit due to our hormones, play a large evolutionary role in partnership and attraction. You didn't answer my question. Um, I think the point I'm, well, I'm trying to get to it. I mean, ask your question again. Like this, a single man smell more like B.O. or more like Axe body spray, like more of a pungent cologne. And that may not hit all the right notes. I think you're more likely to wear smelly garments as a single guy. I think you and I probably... Clean with the with the instructions from our wives as well. Like today, not only did I shower, I used deodorants and I used, as I always do, a splash or two of cologne every day that I come to work. Charlie, uh, Tyler, did you guys do the same? I showered. Yeah. I, I did. You change your socks today, Waddle? I did. Why? Oh, ass. look at yeah. you! I did. Well, he's. I mean, did you change your diaper point. today, youngster? Oh, Whoa. you know that's, I did. That's yeah. Lovely. Yeah, I don't think, like, I'll go, you know, I'll go a day without showering, but I'll never go a day without deodorant. Like, that's, that's, uh... See, I won't go a day without showering. I won't go a day without showering. I would feel disgusting. Single men's B.O. was rated as smelling stronger than the B.O. of partnered men. They also found that single men's faces were rated more masculine than partners' men's, but only among partnered women. The study lacked testosterone testing in the single and partnered men, but other studies have shown that the lonesome singles have more testosterone. Look at you guys. That's a mean end of the storyline. Listen, your testosterone levels go down as you get older, so of course you two would have more testosterone. Not because you're more manly men, but because you're younger. You're 25 and you're what? 23. Yeah, he's 23. Obviously, he's got more testosterone than you. See, I think I smell better these days because of my wife's guidance. Because I'm wearing a better smelling cologne as opposed to when I was single and I was spraying axe on myself. Oh, yeah. You were definitely the axe guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when you have zero guidance as a single guy. That's my point. You think you're smelling better, but you're not. And you're probably skipping a few showers like Chuck in there. Well, I I skip showers now. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I, you, I've told you I go sometimes Friday through Sunday without showering. Wow. Like, that, that would, totally. I couldn't, that would make me uncomfortable. It, it, I'm not it's just a personal preference. Yeah. I mean, Does your wife say, wow, you're right. She'll go a couple days without showering. It depends. My roommate really, engages. You guys, are, you, guys, you guys should be on one of these, you know, History Channel shows living out in the woods then. It wouldn't affect you guys at all. My roommate. Bath time. Except for the woods part. 
<laughs> That's true. Unless I figure you're both handy, right? Neither of you shower. You're probably handy. No. no? no. My roommate participates in no shower Sundays. Yeah. Just are... Sunday, not going to shower. Big deal. You go out on a Saturday night, you get a good shower in. You're hungover most of Sunday. You don't want to shower. Don't you it's feel better when you're clean? Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah. Well, then oh. why would you go three days that feeling Monday, less than you could? The Monday morning shower hits better when you haven't showered in a couple days. You are Grizzly Adams. Like, you should go live in a cabin somewhere with no running water and see how, how long you can handle it. Smelling your own dusty musk. I didn't know that. About you. I did know that about you, but it, I, it wouldn't be musk. it wouldn't be something that I would guess with you. Like when COVID, you'd, when you'd COVID was going yourself. on originally, oh, and I was working from home days. I mean, look, you 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 have a style, okay? <laughs> no, you do. You have a style. Usually, it's jammies and a and a, and a hooded sweatshirt at work, but it's a sty- it's a stylish look. But yet, you don't shower. Oh, when I'm, when I'm not going out and stuff. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. To each their own. I'm just saying, like, we we smell better than you guys collectively. I think that's true. You guys you may have a little more testosterone, little but we smell A quick sniff better. test, huh? You want a sniff test? No, I don't. We should do. Also, also you know what we do that they don't do, I'm sure? We, like, shave our underarms. Do you guys shave your pits? No. Not, no, like, not with a straight razor, but you clip them. trim? No. No. See, like, that's the point. Like, what about downstairs? Yeah. Of course. Take care of downstairs. Okay. I'm just telling you, though, your, pit, no, thank you. Your, your pits will smell worse. Why don't we the get... The more hair you have underneath there. Why don't especially we, when you're not showered. Why don't we Ooh. get, like, someone from upstairs and do a blind smell test, and they have to guess... Danny Zetterman comes who, down. Who, no, Danny Lynch. ...who they're smelling. Danny Lynch, he, he breathes in and he smells a farm. He's from Iowa. He's not from Iowa. There's he some went controversy involving Danny Lynch. I, I yelled at one him. One of our sales guys. Oh. Being not inclusive to the rest of the group. Oh. We're having our holiday, our not a holiday I've holiday heard party. about this. Yeah. I live around the corner from Danny Lynch, too. So we're having a non-holiday holiday party, which I think is cool. Like, sometimes you're so overloaded during the holiday season... With all these different things, you gotta go shopping. You have all these holiday. So this isn't a holiday party. It's just a team party. It's a team. It's it's to celebrate after the holidays. Instead of doing a holiday party during the holiday time, we did it when, once all the holidays calm down. And a lot of offices do this. This is a growing trend. Or, or I we can call this a, a an early spring break party. Okay, whatever. Or an early uh, early Easter party. You call it whatever you want. Okay. I'm calling it a non-holiday holiday party. That doesn't make any sense, but go ahead. So anyway, um, they're doing a pregame. Danny Lynch, who's a sales guy, has invited people over to his house, which is near the event where we're having it. But he's only invited a handful of teammates. I'm sure you've done something similar similar in the past. But word has gotten out to other people that he's close with in the office who did not get an invite, including Tyler, it sounds like, who's upset about it. Well, I would suggest those people probably need to thicken their skin because life isn't fair. And we could sit around complaining about not getting what, you know, the invite to the special stuff. Or we could just go ahead and live our lives and be content with what we have. Right. You, you guys want to crash it? No, I don't. No? Well, the party's starting, basically, when we're done. It starts at 7, right? We're done at 6. 
We're going right to the party, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. Co- it's on the way. I can't wait to go bowling. Like, I, I know That's that right. everyone's like, every, Danny Zetterman's up there. Who's most likely to win the, the lampshade? I'm not going to win the lampshade award. i got to be at the hospital with my wife at 530 for some surgery for her. So I'm going there to bowl. I'm not going there to get hammered. Little does Waddle know we're not going to a bowling alley. There's a bowling alley there, mister. I may drop you off somewhere where there's no bowling alley. <laughs> you may have yeah, to Uber. I'm just going to get dropped off in an alley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. There's no bowling here. Well, there is. Here comes a giant ball down the alley. <laughs> Speaking of that, we got we to call Carm. Do you remember the last time we had a bowling event? At the station, you and I won. Of course, like, we, we win use, everything. Like we, we win everything. We've won, we won every the, Chicago we, games. We, we won the, the station Olympics. We won the Chicago games. Should we take people on tonight? If you want. Let's do it. Bring it on. All right, just a couple of football stories. Uh, the Panthers have hired Frank Reich as their next head coach. I was hoping he'd sign on with Eberflus. I, you know what? I I don't think we're I don't think we're in a bad spot with with Luke Etzi. I'm not saying to call plays like in his assistant head coach. Yeah, but he's he's obviously a good head coach. The, the, I think the Colts made a mistake. The Colts make a lot of mistakes. Uh, the Jets have hired former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett as their new offensive coordinator, which of course then led to speculation that maybe the Jets would be the perfect landing spot for Aaron Rodgers in a trade. Uh, Patrick Mahomes says his first practice went better than expected. And then the lines on the game went uh, went in the direction of the Kansas City Chiefs as well. 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey says there is zero chance he's not playing. He will sit out practice again today with a bruised calf. Keep an eye on that. And, uh, hey, uh, Brian Kelly, good news for you. LSU has discovered... A $1 million overpayment to Coach Kelly in 2022. What They're happens honest. there? So uh, what happens? If I'm Brian Kelly, I look at them and say, too bad, so sad. Well, wait a minute. You're, all, you're always the return the no, money I, guy. I mean, look, if what happens if they overpay you? Do you, you, you got to give it back. Did Brian Kelly raise that? Or did no, he... there was an audit. There was an audit that, that came down. The school did an audit, and Brian Kelly was paid $1 million more than LSU accidentally overpaid him by $1 million during the first year of a 10-year, $100 million contract, but discovered the error and has moved to correct it. So, he made over a $1 million in supplemental payments because of duplicate payments made both to Kelly's LLC and the coach directly. Big business. All right, we're late for a break. When we come back, I will give you, somebody will give you $1,000 to eat cheese before bed. I will uh, bring you that story. Eat cheese. Correct, yeah. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Tell me if you're interested. A new study looks to prove that eating cheese before bed can cause nightmares. The study undertaken by Sleep Junkie is looking for five American testers to slice their way through several types of cheeses every week, asking the participants to record their dreams and nightmares. Sleep Junkie is sweetening the deal by giving their dairy dreamers $1,000 upon completion of the study. 
The chosen candidates will be paid for their work, and all cheese costs will be expensed. Oh, that that's worth it just there. Our dairy dreamers will cheese be, paid for. will become our official cheese testers, providing honest feedback on how eating various kinds of cheese before bed impacts your quality of sleep. Well, I'm a pizza eater before bed, so I, I don't recall having nightmares. Do you, did. did you have any nightmares after drinking uh, tequila while you were right before going to sleep? I told you on Saturday night. I knew these are bad habits. I shouldn't be telling people, but I had a bad tequila. I, I told you this on Thursday. I had a uh, bad wine. And on Thursday, I had bad tequila. On Saturday, qu- bad tequila. So when you go upstairs and you're still sipping your favorite drink, is the... Is the is the intention that you're going to be awake for a while because you're watching television? Yeah, just, okay. I just want to get into bed. But I still would like a, 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 a drink. And instead of sitting in a chair on the couch, I like to be under the covers in bed. How much time elapses between like when you're done with said drink and you actually fall asleep? Oh, no, no, no. I go, I get up and brush my teeth. Oh, I'm not, afterwards. Yeah, I'm okay. not. You think I'm going to bed with tequila in I'm, my mouth? How no, 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 I know no. you're no, taking no, no, no. a glass of tequila with you up to your master bedroom. All I'm saying and I'm is the one with silly uh, insinuations. All I'm saying is, instead of sitting on the couch and drinking tequila, I'm doing it in bed. At like seven o'clock? No, this is at like ten after dinner, ten fifteen. So I I prefer these days to watch TV in bed. Time do you usually close your eyes, you think, and fall asleep? 11, 11, 10, 45, 11. So on like a Saturday night, a little later. Your last sip, you're probably We're asleep. We're talking to the game end on. That, it was a bad game, though. That was a blowout. I went to bed on, uh, I think, Saturday night. I went to bed about 11, 30, 11, 45. I was up pretty late. Thanks to the bed tequila. Is there any tequila left in the glass? There was you, a little bit. Yeah. I didn't finish it. Yeah. No. I had an ambitious pour. Do you take pizza up there with you, too? No, no, no. No food? I had a good, I had a good meal. Big bag of nuts, maybe, and a glass of wine? No. no, no, I was full. Okay. I was full. I just needed a nightcap. Uh, did you see the Fire Festival fraudsters launching his latest thing, and it looks like it's going to be a party on an island? Well, how could you uh, fool me once? Shame on you. Fool me twice. Don't mess with Texas. Always know Fresh off good. four years in prison, barred from ever serving as a director of a public company, and buried beneath $26 million in victim paybacks, Billy McFarlane, founder of the fraudulent Fry, uh, Fire Festival, wants to make a comeback. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they're like, hey, you can crawl in a hole and die, or you can go and try to do something, and just, like, not promise any results, he said in an interview. Like, why, why plan an event? Isn't that the last thing he should be doing? His new venture, Pirate, spelled P-Y-R-T, launched on social media in October and is supposed to kick things off by hosting a remote island extravaganza. Anybody who does buy tickets, they deserve to spend time in jail. One that Farland insists is not a festival featuring a slew of influencers and creators the purported tropical experience will include virtual real uh, reality technology that the company says will allow users to participate and control what happens on the island in it's, real time it, it, none of it is real it's all virtual reality that's a good scam actually we're here we're the you're you're right if you fall for this you should go to jail you should go to jail not only will you not lose him. your money you should go to jail <laughs> 
Uh, we'll continue to take your calls on uh, depressing sports. Yes, the, the most confident level that you have in, in our five teams to get out of Chicago sports misery. And also, do the announcers matter to you? Do the NFL announcers matter to you? We'll expand on that coming up next.